Unpacked is excited to partner with Mind Game of the Month, a subscription box for dogs to exhaust their energy and enrich their mind. This box helps busy pet parents entertain their pups all day with easy solutions to burn energy. Every month, your pup will sniff, play, and chew their way through the products in their box. That includes one enrichment puzzle, one active play toy, one long-lasting chew, and one full bag of treats. And as a member of our community, you can get 20% off your first box with code UNPACKED. Don't miss out on this opportunity to get a monthly mental workout for your dog delivered right to your door. Visit www.mindgameofthemonth.com and use code UNPACKED for 20% off your first box today. Welcome to Unpacked, an open-minded podcast taking a clinical, not political approach to helping pet parents around the world. I'm Sailor Jerry, certified dog trainer, virtual dog training revolutionary, owner of Tulsa Pack Athletics, and creator of the open-minded approach. And I'm Madison, her friend, certified dog trainer, and behavior consultant. Together, we have nearly three decades of experience in behavioral dog training. We've been working with real dogs and the humans who love them to create solutions to problematic behaviors that feel too big for them to tackle on their own. In this episode, we are checking in on a previous guest from Unpacked. Dog training is a journey. That's no secret. So of course, we're checking back in with our guests from season one to see how things are going. We're offering encouragement, adjustments, and the next steps to these incredible humans. If you haven't yet been introduced to this case, go back and listen to season one and then return to this follow-up episode. If you're caught up on season one, settle in with us and unpack. Oh, Amy, it has been so awesome to be able to kind of touch base with you every, you know, every couple weeks over the last few months. Um, Jerry, Amy has this sort of format of filling me in on things that is, you know, some people go with highs and lows. Amy might call it farts and rainbows. You never know. It could be something different every time, but I just, he gives the good debriefs, huh? The good debrief of what's going well and what is, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a struggle, maybe needs some adjustments, but I know that you have just been doing so much. And so I think what we should do is maybe we'll go dog by dog. Maybe we'll start with Mo because I feel like Mo has been on a pretty consistent trajectory since yes. since we got the plan in place. So talk to me about how things how things have been doing with our girl. Oh my gosh, Mo's like a rock star. Like, oh, I can't. I'm like, this is this is my dog. Um, so we actually made it out to one of our favorite parking lots this weekend, and we're getting closer. I love that you have a favorite close- parking lot. Like you are one of us. <laughs> Well, some of them aren't very well lit, you know, there's just sketchy people walking around and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, not feeling that tonight. So yes, we have a favorite parking lot and it stays pretty busy. And with the holidays coming up, they're just getting more busy. So Mo has actually been getting closer and closer to the other cars. Um, The other day there was like- She's really she's, ready for it. She's been really consistently, so yeah, like showing the like the same neutral behaviors that we're looking for of not assuming that every creature that enters her, you know, sight line is there to party with her. <laughs> I don't yeah, she's, still, her. <laughs> she's still, yes, she is a party animal. Um, so there was uh, this weekend, she actually, there was like a three part family and they were just hanging out in the parking lot with their kids hooting and hollering and Mo was like oh and I was like oh Aww, my god wow 
so she gave you that gave you that look instead of she going you. off to do what she wanted to do before yeah that's yep, amazing yeah and if she's like a little overstimulated then i'll do like a scatter and then she comes back and she's like there's more Aww. i'd like some more please so so it's been really fun um we went you know several spaces away from everybody then we crept up to five then we crept up to three and now we're sitting at about like a good salad too um and That's I'm awesome within within this week or so I'll probably do down to one so and I think that um, now ooh, really- now that you have this sort of observation element of it I think really locked in um there there should moving forward be some opportunities for interaction now that it's not assumed right right because right. she does want to greet she does want to go say hey and we can use that as an environmental reinforcer when it's appropriate and we can mm-hmm. come up with cues to be able to tell her like yes yeah, is now we get to go say hey or like mm, this is not the time that's not the person and we can kind of you know just have have those protocols because she is she has been i think very consistent super consistent and even you know the past few weeks i was very honest with you like I don't know if it was like starting to fight off some of this crud that's going around been super fatigued members have been at the credit union escalating with their economic issues and i just been coming home mm. like staring at the back of my head and i'll just sit there and i'll just toss food i'm like i'm sorry guys this is all i got today yeah. and they're just like so excited you're home we get to do things so it's they really understand cool. that we don't always yeah. have a full tank and we yeah. have so much in place with them now and i remember talking about this at our very first meeting that once you have been consistent and once you have been disciplined, having days off is like not a big deal. It's part of it because you've been Mm -hmm. showing up for them so much that on the days when you just don't have it, it's okay. They are willing to meet you where you're at on those days. Exactly. And the food scatters have been great with all the smells in the yard. So I'll let them sniff a little and I'll be like, okay, let's come back over here. And then there's (laughs) more. We will never be able to con- to convey that exact face over the recording. That was so great. But it's so <laughs> good. She, of happy excitement. Yes. She <laughs> is such a happy girl. She is. And it's just for me, even at like my low points, I'll say ready. And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> like a border yes. collie staring at you. Wow. This is so exciting. It's, it's so good. <laughs> so she's so really good. completely graduated from driveway work, hasn't she? She completely has. And we've been walking um, in the front of the yard when we can. It looks like our neighbor here, one of the sons moved out. So it might be a really great opportunity to get us out in the street again. Because they were having their dog walkers come or their mom walk the dog and they didn't have any control over those dogs. So they were running up on us. Thankfully, it was more of a playful type of energy and it was Mo I was with. So, you know, they would grab their dog and go, and I'm like, okay, that's not safe. I'm not coming out at 8.30. That is not happening yeah. because this has happened twice in two weeks. Not doing it. Um, and their dogs Which are bigger is than an us. incredible observation. People need to pay more attention kind of to times when things are going on in the neighborhood like that. That's really good. Yeah, Thank you. Don't be shy to track it, whether you actually have a little yeah. notebook or dry erase mm-hmm. board and you're writing it down or just drop it in our Slack Binoculars space. by the way. Drop window. it in our chat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, data collection is important. No, okay, yeah. Let's not get in our fingers, but <laughs> the creepiest neighbor. <laughs> so, real quick, just want to ask back, Amy, to some mm-hmm. sort of original goals in relation to both of the dogs with the cooperative care, the vet visits, things like that. Was that mm-hmm. both of the dogs, or was that just one? Um, it was. It was both, but primarily Ace, because Ace is deathly afraid of the vet. 
you know, with all his allergies and things, he has a lot of PTSD from the vet being poked and prodded. And, you know, he's, he's also not keen on being uncomfortable. I'm going to put that out that way. Same. So (laughs) we'll come back to talk about ACE and we can talk about using some of the winter months, um, to maybe start cooperative care, start muzzle, start those types of, Mm -hmm. um, protocols just because, you know, not quite as comfortable or fun for anyone to be outside. We can do some, some, some indoor stuff and those can Mm -hmm. be activities that take a little bit less out of you at the end of the day too, less physical, physical movement. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what are these sort of remaining big goals here for Mo? Uh, for Mo, I know we touched on it right before the fall came. Mo is really good until the dog looks at her. And then she's like, ah! um, so I literally, I literally have that plush dog. It's identical to one of the dogs that you had, the plush dogs you had in one of your recent Instagram posts. It's still in the box. The big so husky. Here. The big the husky big hus- one. Oh, yeah. the husky. Yeah. yeah. It's a great, it's a great it's decoy. It's a popular one forever. Yeah. I've seen it a lot of places. That's great. They only really have two of those decoys that are like really realistic looking and it's the same company that makes it i think it's called melissa and doug and they have a husky and a german shepherd is it the shepherd the oh yeah okay yeah. The shepherd yep. was really cute too but i wanted something that was like kind of gave if i when when we're ready to cross that bridge with a's i wanted something that was more comparable to his size somewhere yeah. in between him and mo but yeah that husky just i saw the shepherd and the husky and i was like I think we're going to go with the Husky this time. I've seen more dogs fall for the Husky than any other decoy that I've used. And I've used a lot of inflatable decoys, which for hounds, actually, I've been, I've seen be really successful because it eliminates the smell. It Mm. it intentionally is not smell like a dog. And I think Mm -hmm. that sound triggers are very very important. Sorry, smell triggers are very important for some dogs and breed groups in particular. So anyway, tangent. (laughs) But a good one. Thank you. Um, think about too, if you have any dog people friends who maybe have a dog and once you're through the decoy, once the decoy is no longer eliciting any sort of reaction from her, you'll be ready to use dogs. And I, I think that it's easier if you can find somebody that has a, you know, maybe calmer or more neutral dog that they can meet at and stay at a consistent distance from you at a setup location versus trying to work it with dogs that are just moving and grooving on by. I think that Mm -hmm. when we can't have any sort of control over the speed at which we're moving through that intensity of the trigger, if it's like, they're not here yet, they're not here, they're here, and then they're gone. Um, It just Mm -hmm. oscillates too quickly. So we need it to be Mm -hmm. where we're at a 50 foot distance and we're staying at a 50 foot distance, provided that's not building up frustration, you know, we got to get that under threshold distance. So start with the decoy, which she could absolutely react to massively, or she could be Mm -hmm. like, mom, that's a stuffy. (laughs) We'll find out, right? Enzo would not know it was a stuffy. Enzo (laughs) still thinks that the same tree stump is a squirrel. And we've seen it 750 times. He would be like, no, that's a dog. And I don't care. (laughs) I filmed Remy meeting the decoy. So I'll post that later. I need to do this. It's great. It's fun. All right. Well, let's talk about Ace. So Ace is a little bit more, I think, fits and starts just because deep down he's more, he's much more sensitive. He is much more, he's a big boy, but he's he's the more sensitive one. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has more triggers and he is triggered more frequently throughout the day um yes. with the sound sensitivity especially I find that dogs that mm-hmm. are sound sensitive the progress is just a little bit slower it's just going to mm-hmm. be because they have more episodes mm-hmm. absolutely and that's exactly what it's been lately 
um, between the delivery trucks coming more. And he's like we talked about initially those big engines. He really does not like them. Mm. They make him uncomfortable. They vibrate the house and the ground. He doesn't like that. Um, we have a neighbor here that has company over pretty regularly. And so it's like, you know, um, during the afternoons, it's a lot of cars, people out there talking, that kind of thing makes him kind of nervous. Um, but one of the rainbow moments was he, even when he hits closer to that threshold where he wants to like shoot off, he will stop himself like mid shoot off and just look back at me. So that, that's, that's not a just a big... rainbow. That is like a glitter bomb explosion. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. pretty big deal. <laughs> yes. And it's happened the past couple of days because the, the weather has been kind of like back and forth, but still like pretty autumn like, mm. which is really abnormal for West Michigan. Um, usually by now it's like a snowstorm. Yeah, winter is so, winter and it's here, right? <laughs> winter is wintering hard. And so it's been really cool to see, like you said, it's not as consistent with Ace because some days he's just like super, super sensitive to the world and some days he's not. But the past few weeks, you know, the critters and things are back out because it's warm and mm -hmm. he has stopped himself at least three times. Whereas, you know, as I shared with you before, I would chance, you know, him dragging me to the ground or I had to quickly let go of the leash if he was going off really fast. So that's a huge deal. And even last night when he was hearing more sounds going towards the window in ace fashion, he gets past the couch and he pauses and he goes, <laughs> I will Side take eye? it, buddy. Come get your Side food. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I think. I like, think are you so watching too. me? Is she watching me? She's watching me. I get food. <laughs> There's something I'd like for you to try and start tracking informally. But mm -hmm. on the days that you notice that he has a high number of maybe like sound sensitivity triggers or reactions mm -hmm. within the home, um, mm -hmm. pay attention to how he sleeps that night. And if the next day is potentially a very sensitive day for him. Okay. I think that when we look at a high number of really it's it's trigger stacking throughout a full day yeah. and think about with us too right we have a really really stressful day having good rest that night is very important to reset and mm -hmm. be able to tackle the next day and potentially if he's having a lot of reactions a lot of sound sensitivity episodes and then not getting maybe a full good night's rest he might be having a sensitive day the next day yeah and um with him being my more sensitive dog i've noticed that when he was younger as well but I've been going through kind of like this weird, funky loop of not feeling as consistently well rested. And with him being such a sensitive dog, he's still in tune with me that like he will start to be thrown off as well. So um, I've been working on getting us back on a more, you know, going going horizontal at a certain time so that it would make it easier mm -hmm. for us to kind of coast off because normally I'm like, oh, shoot, it's like 11 o'clock. We need to be in bed like as soon as possible. And then, you know getting that yeah, whole process you, done real quick it's it just adds your that circadian rhythm bed. is is super important your circadian rhythm dog circadian mm -hmm. rhythm is really important because it releases particular hormones when you go to bed at the same time every night that we really need mm -hmm. and dogs dogs are the same so that's mm -hmm. good i everyone needs to take note of that practice of it's my bedtime at this time <laughs> and ace will let me know ace will let me know with him he'll be eight and next week this coming the 20 wow. the 24 he'll be eight already but he's letting me know like 9 30 he kind of gives me this look like that's not a good time too yeah. i'm ready same i'm ready can we go now 
or Mo would just be there up in my my grill like <laughs> you know yeah so especially Ace um, I might start putting him to bed sooner just because he's just letting me know that hey I, it's time yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> when was the last time you can recall a redirection between them a redirection I almost can't like they've been doing super well and I've there was one slip up at the very early part of our plan where I think I don't know if it was like forgot or something but there was a little bit of altercation because they were cuddling with me and then they popped Mm. off and I was like oh shoot I'm not supposed to have them out at the same time so aside from bedtime where Ace has his spot in the room Mo has her spot in the room if Ace gets up there's something at the window or Mo wants to greet him when he comes in the moment I start to see that hard eye contact I'm like okay we're gonna we're not doing that but aside from that they're in their crates or we're rotating them out. And it's been really, really good for both of them, I think, because in those moments where we're ready to go to bed, it's like, oh, I haven't really hung out with you today. Hello. Oh, we're going to bed now. <laughs> so it's like, it's really good. Um, mm. So they get that little interaction. They're like, we're going to go to sleep. I think we could probably start to expand that. I think okay. that they both have so many more coping skills than they had, you know, six months, a year ago. That Mm -hmm. if they're getting 10, 15 minutes kind of in the same room at night, like let's go for 20, 30 and let's, let's, let's be practicing place, taking turns, using some of the time when we're training to have them be around each other, but sharing your attention. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think that, that they're ready for that. You could also add in um, an additional layer of management and get some type of X-Pen to kind of split the room in half and have yeah. their beds on either side Ooh, and then yeah, you're kind of nice. on the sofa in the middle and you could do that even with the food games with the food loops <laughs> yeah. right? I'm just tossing over really each fun. side but mm-hmm. I think that you also have so many more skills and so many more you know active management systems in place with them that not every day push it but I think follow your gut and as and when it feels right to start to increase their time out together do because we're not seeing the issues mm-hmm. that prompted us to need to have the separation. And I know that having them be out and together all the time is not the real goal here. But I do think that there's a little bit more opportunity there to have them coexist even more. Okay, cool. That's nice to hear, I bet. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember yeah. in September, I was like, that's September was like the beginning of the leisure activity course that we started last year. And just to see where we're at now versus where we started. Like, I remember posting videos where I was hand feeding them a couple feet apart in the foyer. And we did that, you know, two, three weeks, (laughs) you know. And I remember at that time, I think Ace was going through something. So I I actually had like rice and chicken thrown into a bowl because he is so messy. He'll get it everywhere. So that's where everything started. And like now that we he almost redirects himself, you know, when he sees or smells a bunny or something, I'm like, That's the other piece that we are still working on with him is the Mm -hmm. bunnies in the yard. And Amy and I have ordered some plush bunnies to hide out in the yard to be a visual. And we ordered a bunny pelt as well to be a smell (laughs) trigger so we can do some desensitization there. Um, And I think that that's one that we just do a little bit at a time. It probably makes sense to be tackling that more in the spring, you know, when things are going on, maybe try and start that a little bit before the critters really start to emerge. (laughs) That way you can sort of just have your fake bunnies be the only bunnies in in the yard. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'm all about it, the decoys. It gets confusing. I have some pelts <laughs> out there. And let me tell you, what do you have in your mouth? Oh, I got you that. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it looks real. Yes, that's the point. Huh? <laughs> that is the point. Oh my God, that's funny. So what about Ace with the car? Have we, have we, Ooh. I know we were working with him in the garage. Yes. Yeah. How's that going? So that's been going pretty well. He, um, that last clip I sent you maybe two to three weeks ago is still pretty accurate. I think okay. he's gotten accustomed to this neighbor over here. They've got like a pickup truck and they like to, and, the, and a Jeep and they like to, they like to slam them. And I think Ace has gotten much better with that particular impact because mm -hmm. it is closer to the house there is a little bit more vibration going on um but i think it's the ones that are he's not used to hearing all day i think it's the mm -hmm. ones on this side where they have company or they're outside talking or you know there's just some lingering going on i think that's what he's like that's <laughs> not as familiar i don't recognize that toyota ref for you know <laughs> right kind of like, right what's going on out there mom what's going on out there and um I, at night, I've been trying to figure out what that is. I don't know if it's people are leaving, coming in on that side, but he's been popping off at night. So, um, can you do some just sound masking a, at night? Play like a white noise machine or some like calming classical music, just to mm -hmm. just to dampen it a little bit. Yes. So we do that all day. Okay. Um, we do that all day, and then at night, I used to switch over to like more fire crackling sounds because we didn't need that type of volume at night, but it looks like we will continue that through the evening, especially as those delivery vans come through. He is yeah. not cool with that. <laughs> yeah, we're still working on the delivery vans. Mm -hmm. I think we could do some intentional sound desensitization of those delivery van noises. I think the again, like the winter time, we can prioritize some of these these modification setups that can more easily happen inside where we mm -hmm. don't have to go somewhere to set them up. Whereas Mo is kind of at you know, field trip stage, if you will. And they're fun. Like we just get to hang out in the the back of our van. It's like super easy to do. And she just sits on that ledge and she's just like, she does great <laughs> with it. So I think looking forward to potentially, you know, shifting some goals, putting some more integration goals on to your list. Now that Mo's reactivity is really in a much better place, like much, much better place. And I think that Ace is is on his way i really do um <laughs> keep an eye out for the episodes that we do with cammy so her dogs her episode is about intra-household conflict and her dogs daisy mm -hmm. and duke they are probably two steps two steps beyond where you are in terms of the integration so you're going to be able to watch their process and say okay eventually i could be at that stage and you can see kind of what that would look like if you really you know a year from now maybe maybe ace's reactivity is in a totally different place and you really want to focus on the integration that'll give you a good idea for that framework okay so what else is going on what 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 are the latest rainbows what are the latest farts the latest latest rainbows and the latest farts <laughs> hmm gun over moles with aces I think because he's touch and go, I don't, I almost don't register them as rainbows and farts just because every day is a little different. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that we're going from the look at it game to the look away is a really big deal. Yeah. Like he, he takes two steps on that laminate. He's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> 
and I know at the beginning he was starting to figure it out. Like if I look at the thing, mom does something, but, and it would take us a few rounds to do that. But now it's like, okay, we've already established a pattern that when this happens, this follows after. Right. Um, and even, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to let him go towards that window and see what, see what happens. Is he just going to grunt? Is he going to, I just need to see that body language of like, okay, I hear something. I'm going to go towards the window or I'm just going to go to the window. I don't hear anything. And mm-hmm. the fact that I can cut, get him away from that window, if he's a level five, if he's a level seven, um, I can get him away from that window. And that treat and train that Coco was talking so much about, I can be in the next room. He'll be in his crate mm-hmm. and he'll pop off and I'll be just like, boop. Boop. And I feel like having that extra hand has been so mm-hmm. helpful in reinforcing that modification. You know, whoa, I hear a sound. Whoa, I hear a sound. Boop. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just, I love there's three more coming. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do and think I, that I've you are. Sound on. I think that you're ready to maybe start with just the visuals of the bunnies, like one, one stuffed bunny in the yard. Okay. Okay. Not with the pelt, not with, you know, the smells, not a whole family mm-hmm. out there, but single bunny. And yeah, what, what that treat and train is doing is just like our yes and pay. It has mm-hmm. an incredibly strong classically conditioned mm-hmm. pattern. Just like you said, that, that prediction, he knows when he hears that beep boop, he's going to get a snack mm-hmm. over in the snack zone. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that those, those treat and trains and any type of remote reinforcement delivery system like that automatically reinforces getting distance from the thing, the window, the Mm -hmm. sliding door in this case. Mm -hmm. I use, we have like an automatic feeder for our cat. I use that. It works the exact same. It makes a noise and then you hear the clink, 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 (laughs) clink, and the animals come running. Yeah. And it's been such a godsend. I was like, I'm so glad that I worked towards getting one of them because at the beginning I was still figuring finances out and what we need and what made sense, you know? And I remember when we, before we started this type of approach to training, I could not pull him off that window. I could not redirect him. He was going at that window. Like it was the only barrier that was getting him to the other side. And his reactions (laughs) were very intense and physically Mm -hmm. probably were feeling really unmanageable. Yes. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I felt like until I could find an approach that I feel would really work with him. I didn't feel comfortable taking him outside because of the intensity of his reactivity, you know? And so that has been one of the biggest things. It's like, no matter how bad things get, it's never to the point where I have to like really assert myself to get him off that window, you know? Um, And he hasn't really redirected towards me. He's just like, oh, food zone. (laughs) Oh, I gotta go get my food. Excuse me. Excuse me, mom. I gotta go get my food. Um, so that's been really cool. Some days we go through a lot of the food because he hears so much out there and some days we don't, but you know, we just work off what we have. I found some treats at Target that are kind of like mid value. He really loves those. They're in little cute gingerbread shapes and I just kind of pop the limbs off and give them to him. A lot goes a long way with this guy. I pop yeah. off two limbs and he's happy, you know? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves it. And I haven't had much use for the highest value treats, our our turkey jerky or our chicken jerky I used to have to use those all the time all the time over bunnies over the sight of our neighbors over you know oh 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 the other day he saw the Dutch shepherd outside he gave it a glance and he followed me back inside 
Oh, that's awesome. Oh my god. I'm like, my dog. <laughs> is that Holy is that the nemesis? Shit. Is that the is nemesis that dog the, for him? That's one of the nemesis. Okay. Dogs, okay. period. Dogs, period. Do- all dogs. <laughs> all dogs. But um, these two dogs out here, there's a Dutch Shepherd, there's like a poodle, and then there's like one other, I can't remember what the other one is. Looks like some sort of retriever. Um, but they play out in the front yard with their their owners all the time, off leash. Very well trained dogs. Hmm. And so every now and then Ace will see like something go. Whew! And he's like, what's that? Wait, wait, there's something out there. Mom, did you know? Yeah. So the fact that he, and the dog, I think, glanced at him as well. So there was that moment, and then it was very quick. And I was like, did Ace actually see that dog, or was that just me that he actually saw that dog? Like, Oh, he saw it. He saw the dog. He saw the dog. It's Ace. He saw the dog. Right. He's like that, that human at the club that's always looking. Like checking for somebody, that's ace. <laughs> scanning. Scanning. <laughs> yeah. Just scanning all the time. Scanning well, that sounds was like a down huge for win. Super, super cool. Cause normally it's I see, I smell, I go. Like mm-hmm. and oh, you are back there. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. what, what I almost forgot about you that. have for us. So I think the only thing that's really left is, you know, what not only like, where do we go from here, which we touched on, you know, the X-Pen and Mo and her field trips and winter rising, kind of like our regimen. Um, is there anything else with, especially with ACEs barrier reactivity, is there anything else we could do for him? Or is it just something we have to continue? Is it like just a matter of time kind of thing where we kind of continue what we've got in place and move forward with what we've got in place? Um, that's kind of my curiosity. Is there a stone left unturned with that guy? Are you waiting for me? Oh, I thought Madison was going to say something and I'm like leaning in to hear it. <laughs> what? No, what I think is ever you see. So like these things that you're seeing that are milestones, these small little things, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. point where just remember this 1% better each day. So it's you stack just a little bit on that when you see consistency. So like if you're working on a particular thing, my kind of rule is, is, is it what percentage are you doing it at? Is it 90%? If it's 90% or greater, you're doing pretty good. You can, you can maintain that. You can move on a little bit. But if you're trying something and it's like every other time is a hit or a miss, you really probably should stay there because you're, you're not, your batting average is not great. You know, at that, at that point, it's like, I think about everything like A, B, C, D like just like mm-hmm. a grading system and if you're at 50 percent well that's that's an F. you know that's, I we don't need to be moving 80%. on i think about do four you, out do of five 80 percent eight out of ten four out of five times if you're having success four out of five reps you can push it that's that's my sort of average now Dogs are different in terms of their resilience too. So some dogs you may feel Ooh, we like- We were going to talk about that before. The resiliency of, of ACE may be a lot lower. Lower, which means mm-hmm. you may want to get five in a row before moving on. You know what I mean? Whereas with 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 Mo, a, a fail, which a failure just means that they didn't meet the criteria, which is not the end of the world. But what we're saying is that for ACE, it may be more important to set him up to be successful. And to set that criteria yeah. up so we know he's going to be successful. Because Mo can handle a miss a little bit easier. Yeah. She'll bounce back a little bit quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, oh, there's still more food in the pouch. Um, and honestly, that's one of the many reasons why I just kept him literally the 
the station in the garage is midway through the garage. That garage door is halfway open. I make sure to pull yep. my van out so he can actually see out there and have space. Um, but even when he reacts, he's like taking two steps. You know what I mean? He's like just announcing that, hey, I'm here and I'm not okay with this. And we're able to scatter him until he kind of calms down a little bit before I can put him back on the station. Um, so that's that's a huge deal, you know? So it's just for me, watching his body language and trying to understand what he's okay with and what he really is like, I need to be like as far back into this garage as possible because I don't feel okay with this so kind of deal. I, I would adjust that setup then. I would think okay. if we are still doing the same setup that we were a couple months ago, that we need to make it mm-hmm. way easier. I think no visual. In the garage okay. with the sounds of the world, no visual. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So close the door and everything else stays the same. We're going to make it even easier. Now we're just working on the sounds. Okay. And that's not, we ab- are going- that's not abnormal either, Amy. I no. mean, that it's, it, I see that a lot where I'm like, this particular setup that may work for five other dogs is just too much for that one dog. It, it's normal. And you will go faster by going slower. Yeah. Yeah. That's by taking the step back, you're going to see the progress. Yep. yep I remind absolutely. myself a lot with him because like you said he isn't as resilient as mo and he is very very sensitive to me to the environment to any changes in the environment to many mm-hmm. moment to moment changes and so for me it's like okay where are we at in this moment and what can i do to help him feel a little bit more confident or feel a little bit more comfortable so that you know even even if we are just going to to potty for a few minutes what is his whole demeanor <laughs> in that moment so just like you said, just taking a back seat and having him show me where he is, you know, yeah. um, what does his movements look like? Is he really jerky today? Is he really nose to the ground today? Is he really twitchy today? You know, what smells are in the air? Um, is that Dutch Shepherd out running back and forth with their <laughs> owner? You know, there's neighbors he's not familiar with coming down the hill at the side of their, their house and they're making rustling sounds, you know? Um, so I guess the opportunity in the season is that we're preparing for the next season. So things are changing. So I'm learning, okay, there's a lot going on outside for him to receive. How is he doing with that? And how can I use what we have in place to help him feel a little bit more comfortable? I don't think he's ever going to feel comfortable with with humans coming down the side of this, this hill right here, possibly. But at least he'll get used to seeing it and being like, oh, we're, oh, mom just threw some chicken jerky. I think I'm a little bit okay with this. That yeah. happens. Chicken jerky just drops to the ground. It's wonderful. It's raining yep. with chicken jerky. <laughs> you got it. That's the idea. That's the idea, of course. All right, Amy, so. I am going to be in touch within the next couple of weeks. We're going to get your aftercare set up and we are going to keep plugging and chugging towards these goals. But thank okay. you so much for your time today. Yep. We made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Unpacked was created by Jerry Sheriff and Madison Simpson, edited and produced by Josh Wasta under the supervision of Straight Up Dog Talk LLC and Emily Breslin. If you are enjoying this podcast, follow or subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for more honest and relatable dog content? Check out our sister podcast, Straight Up Dog Talk. See you next time.